We all have a story to tell. The longer our lives, the richer our stories. When I look at you, I see a woman of strength, integrity, character. A woman who has seen hardships, struggles, pain, and loss. A woman who has compassion, love, courage, and power. A woman who has succeeded, failed, and learned. A woman who will continue to persevere and thrive. When I look at you, I see a woman who is wise, not withered. Welcome to the Wise Not Withered podcast. I'm your host, Juliana. I am primarily a musician. I compose, play piano, and sing and dance with children for a living, but I've always had a passion for writing and for video games. The storytelling potential in games these days is essentially limitless, and so are the ages of the protagonists. You can read more about the Wise Not Withered global collaborative project, Phase 2, on my website, wisenotwithered.com. The goal of Why Is Not Withered as a whole, in all of its phases, is to expand representation of middle-aged and elderly women in a society that currently values feminine youth over wisdom. Here in Phase 1, the podcast, Season 1, you'll hear inspiring life stories of various wise women that I personally know. We talk about upbringing, careers, romantic relationships, challenges, successes, and lessons learned. After each interview, I'll take a bit of time to reflect on what I learned from each woman and how her story relates to my own life. This week, I had the pleasure of talking with Kate West, a former colleague of mine. She is a writer and blogger, author of Kate West Reviews. I had emailed Kate the questions beforehand and was looking at her answers while we were talking. If I have another email interview before an audio call, I will definitely do a better job next time of reading out loud what I'm reading or ask her to repeat her answers so it will be recorded. I did my best to supplement the transcription, which you can find on my website, with her email answers, though the audio does not include all of those edits. It's it's as though, like, what is that, the magic age of 35 to just disappear yeah. from the media, and yeah. and I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, I just feel like, especially for women, and especially older women, there's Mm -hmm. such a rich story in every single person Mm -hmm. that just needs to be told. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Oh, okay, so what's your dog's name? Rufus! Rufus! Okay, I think I've seen pictures on Instagram. (laughs) How long have you... We're in the park right now, and he's thinking... Oh, he's making a mess. He's making into everything. <laughs> How old is he? Eight. Oh. He's a rescue. Oh, did you get him as a puppy? Yeah. Well, when I was living in L.A., my roommate texted me when I was at work, and she said, I brought home a dog because I was working at this school, and um, and this dog just ran into my lap. So I'm going to bring him home. We're going to clean him up, take him to the vet, and then we're going to put him up for adoption. And I said, um, I'll take him. Suddenly <laughs> I had a dog. Yay! <laughs> and he was literally roaming the streets of South Central. Like, wow! Picked right up off the street. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. 
They do it just, sort of happen sometimes. Yeah, they kind I of just keep telling people, like, I keep life. picturing myself in a Ford Mustang with, with a convertible classic Ford Mustang from the 60s with the German Shepherd, but I got <laughs> stuck with a Hyundai and a Rat Terrier. Because <laughs> life. Yeah, because life. <laughs> so, but I wouldn't have yeah. it any other way, Rufus. E. <laughs> That's so cute. So, uh, where do you like to travel to? Like, where was the last destination you traveled to? A friend of mine. Oh, Heather. Heather. Oh, okay. Yeah. Had a wedding in Napa. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I spent four glorious days in Napa doing Mm -hmm. all the wedding activities and going to wineries. And I'm not really a wine person, but I've kind of come to appreciate it. Mm. Um, the last boyfriend I had was a big wine guy, and so he introduced me to wine country in Sonoma County, and I kept saying, but I'm a Guinness girl. I don't understand this wine business, but I can appreciate people who do. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate it, but, you know, I, my favorite thing is uh, stout. Okay. But I'll have, um, I'll enjoy the winery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love what you said. You finally figured out that the most fulfilling relationship you're supposed to have is with yourself. That's... Right. That is super important. It's too much time and energy knocking yourself out to please other people and yeah. how other people perceive me and worrying about other people's perceptions. And and then, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that matters is how I feel about myself. That's yeah. That's a fulfilling life. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. When when do you think that finally set in? Um, I'm still waiting for it to finally set in. <laughs> Or like when did when did you kind of come to that conclusion? <laughs> I would say um, when I passed the forty mark, approaching okay. fifty, when you just stop, you know, I'm my brain is finally maturing because when your your brain in your twenties is just completely irresponsible and lame and <laughs> yep. uh, I'm still still undeveloped. When you're right out of college or yeah. just out of high, especially just out of high school, entering college, mm-hmm. it's scientifically underdeveloped yeah so in my view i would say why don't people join the peace corps do community or go travel before or go to community college or do anything before you start making life decisions in right. college right yeah interesting so i you know i majored in theater arts so oh okay i didn't i didn't know that <laughs> yeah yeah because i wanted to be an actor mm. oh okay do you still have any like do you still tend that fire at all I like that world. Um, I love being involved in theater. I don't have to be on stage. A mm-hmm. part of that was just this this um, need to be adored, oh. uh, which I can find other ways of doing. But I right. do appreciate the art. I love Shakespeare. I love theater. Um, I still want to be a part of it, but I'm not dying to be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I delved a little bit into producing so I'm still kind of that world and then I thought you know my my whole persona is more of a writer Mm. so I think that's the direction I want to go but yeah too late to major in journalism so (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know you you forge your own path (laughs) exactly okay um let's see so you're talking about going traveling yeah where um where have where have you traveled to? Like, well, do, you, do you travel like around uh, the world or just m- mostly in the U.S.? I love traveling everywhere. If I could afford it, I would just 
every other month I go somewhere, especially mm-hmm. a different country, because I like, I appreciate knowing about different cultures. Yeah. Um, and that was really cultivated. I was married to an Austrian. Um, so he, we would go visit his parents in Austria at least once a year and then we went to Germany and Italy and his parents, uh, didn't speak English. So I learned a little bit of German to get by. Um, so that opens up another perspective as well, which Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed. And I was married for about maybe almost a decade. Um, so then after that, well, I'm not going to get any free trips to Europe anytime soon, <laughs> um, but I'm going to tell the universe I'm open to whatever. So yeah. um, when I was running the Groundling School in Los Angeles, one of my friends there had a friend from Ireland who casually said to me, you can drop by and stay with us any time. Okay. <laughs> so Say I, no I, more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if, if you offer me free room and board in your house in a different country, I will say yes. <laughs> So, and I planned the whole time. It's going to be an adventure. I'm going to travel by myself, but I kind of like doing that now. Yeah. So I, I make adventure trips. Like that particular one, I had just finished um, the Los Angeles Marathon. So I was still oh, kind nice. of in that marathoning mode. Yeah. So I uh, signed up for the Dublin um, 3K. Oh, wow. And then, but I was so jet lagged, I just ended up walking it all, <laughs> chatting with other people. Um, but then I got my Irish friend into it, and he started running marathons. And then we were casually walking through this farmer's market, and there was a guy who had this whole setup with um, from a bird sanctuary, and he had all these Irish falcons. And I said, "Oh, I want to do that!" So I signed up to go take this lesson in falconry. <laughs> Let's just do that! Wow, that sounds really cool. I have a tendency when I'm on my own to do spontaneous things. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, right after, immediately after the divorce, I was um, getting into rock climbing because my cousin from Ecuador, my mother is South American, um, mm-hmm. had come to visit me and she was a, a, a master rock climber and she taught me how to do all that with the climbing walls and the gyms yeah. and then when she left, I said, I'm going to continue this and I was at REI or I think it was Adventure 16 or one of those places and mm-hmm. there was a note on the board it said we're planning a group trip for women, three days in Joshua Tree. Sign up. I said, okay. <laughs> Signed up. Yeah. To do that. And uh, with all these women that I didn't know, so we spent three days in Joshua Tree camping and climbing, and it was so great and so empowering. Yeah. Wow. I, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't really got. I never really been in the desert before and it was this mm-hmm. amazing dome of quiet you're just sitting there and it's this kind of palpable silence <laughs> it was amazing wow yeah it sounds like almost like a meditation retreat <laughs> exactly yeah that's exactly what it was yeah that's that's super cool wow um let's see so if if you're comfortable talking about like what just anything having to do with, I guess, your divorce and going through that. Well, we I met we met in college, oh, okay. and I was in my twenties, and we were both really young and hadn't really become ourselves yet. So right. I just kind of married my best friend. He wanted to be a screenwriter, and I wanted to be an actor. So I said, "Let's move to Los Angeles." So we moved to LA, and then reality kind of set in of, hmm. "Oh, this is maybe this isn't what we both want to be doing." And then hmm. he decided, like. 
almost 10 years in that he really had needed to go find himself. So this isn't working anymore. So mm. not that it was, it wasn't really a mutual decision, but mm. looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, I mean, we really needed to have forged our own paths before we committed to this. So it's unfortunate, but, um, it took me a while to get over it because I still had that kind of veil of immaturity because I had never been on my own before. Mm. So I had to go. It took me a while to find my own path, which is why I kept jumping into adventures and doing <laughs> all these crazy things. And yeah. There was a, a family in Scotland that said, you know, if you want to stay with us and go to the Fringe Festival, feel free to do that. Okay. <laughs> So I spent a summer at the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh, and that was awesome. Mm. And then I've had all these different roommates, and my one roommate in Los Angeles, um, I had, she was a co-worker who I knew when I was working at the Bilingual Foundation of the Arts, where they do plays in English and Spanish, so mm -hmm. I speak Spanish. Oh. And um, I have background in theater, so suddenly I used all my skills. Yay! <laughs> it's so rare. But I remembered her, and I said when I was uh, looking for a new place to live, she was going through divorce. So it was sort of this, oh, it's fate. We should room together. Mm. So I lived with her and her daughters while she kind of got back on her feet and found a new guy. And it had been several years since my divorce, so I felt like, here, let me talk you through it. I'll yeah. be the divorce guru. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll help you. Yeah. I felt like that was my contribution, and she gave me uh, a roof over my head. Yeah, that nice. That worked out really well. Yeah. And then cool. uh, I had a few different jobs after that, and then I said, you know, I'm just I'm going to go back to the Bay Area because I'm done with Los Angeles. I was there for 15 years, oh. and uh, I was kind of done. Yeah. <laughs> back here. And then suddenly I come back here, and Silicon Valley is all teched up, and it's so different, and it's super expensive. Like, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yeah what where did you grow up um i was born near lake tahoe but my parents had to move back to where my dad is from he's from kentucky oh, okay. uh due to financial reasons so yeah. we had to move back there and my brother was born so i spent my childhood in louisville kentucky and my dad had pined away for california this whole time <laughs> and then when i was 11 ish we moved finally moved back to the bay area so i spent my teenage years here okay. and then adulthood in los angeles which is, um, and then going through divorce in LA is the worst thing because it's so superficial right. and I wasn't in my twenties anymore. So it was like, well, you're divorced and nobody wants you because you're not in your twenties. So it's hmm. just sort of reinforcing that superficiality. Yeah. And that's another reason I wanted to go back to the Bay area. I had to get away from that. Right. But yeah. so I've lived in several different communities. Mm -hmm. And it's been very interesting. And I have the cultural background of my dad being from Kentucky. He joined the Peace Corps, and they sent him to Ecuador, and that's how he met my mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So I'm always okay. interesting in different communities and different cultures. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you started to talk about your writing. So what, what kinds of things do you write about? Well, I have a blog. I will send you links. Okay. Um, my writer name is Kate West, and right. that started because there was a friend of mine in an improv class who mm -hmm. had her blog, 
blog and she said, I'm looking for people to do theater reviews. Do you want to do it? But you can't use your real name. <laughs> okay, I'll do Kate West, which is my grandmother, was my grandmother's name, Catherine oh, West. Okay. Catherine West Skelton. Mm. Um, so did that for a while and then she developed um, MS and had to move to one of the Carolinas and mm. it was kind of a whole thing. And I said, I should just have my own blog because I'm digging this reviewing thing. Because yeah. I was getting, when I was living in LA, I'd get free tickets to plays and as a reviewer. Right. And oh, cool. I, would, I got to see all sorts of things and I, I said, well, I don't have to review just plays. I could do movies and I could do this, that, and the other. Mm, so I started mm. doing all that and it was kind of after the divorce and I'm like, oh, I'm going to write about this. So I wrote several essays. Some got published in different um, online magazines oh, about nice. being divorced yeah. and going through that and my experiences and what it was like to run the marathon. And I'll send you a link to that as well. Yeah. But I thought, oh, this is sort of how I... I express myself well this yeah, way. Yeah. I've never been one of those people that does well in a debate. So if we're kind of arguing, I'm, uh, uh, I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> Let me go home and think about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then come back with an answer a day later. That's how my brain processes things. Brain is slow verbally. But, mm. And I think kind of through my fingers, like I, my more, much more articulate on page. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I guess that means I'm a writer. Okay, I get it now. Okay. What are some of your short-term and long-term goals? Well, the long-term goal had been, I want to get a master's degree in journalism. And mm. then the self-doubt comes in about, is journalism still alive? Do people still do that? Where do I get the money? Okay, so yeah. short-term goals to distract myself from that. Um, uh, find a better paying job. Because mm -hmm. currently I'm living with my parents. Yeah. Um, which is challenging in itself, mm -hmm. uh, of course. Um, challenging to live in Silicon Valley, challenging yeah. to be a woman of 51. So I, that's why I mentioned that show, Younger, because I thought, should I do that? Should I no. get away with being a little younger? But it'll catch up to you eventually. Yeah. You don't think you can really get away with that. <sighs> <laughs> But uh, the short-term goal is to find a better-paying job, and even if I have to find a bunch of roommates to just, you know, become more independent. Right. Although, you know, I come with a dog. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for for talking with me. This has been really Absolutely. great. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I hope you have a good day. You too. Take okay. it easy. Thanks. Bye. Bye. After reviewing my interview with Kate West, quite a few things came up for me. One, weighing the pros and cons of being spontaneous. Two, my current method of dealing with perceived judgments from other people. Three, fulfilling needs. And four, having more confidence holding a pen rather than a microphone. So Kate mentioned how she was always jumping into new adventures and doing all these crazy things, as she said. I feel like one could argue the other side as well. Perhaps not enough people jump into any adventures. Is there anything inherently good or bad about either tendency? I suppose that maybe for Kate, she felt she was trying to escape a sort of existential crisis, and maybe she realized she needed to slow down to really focus on her relationship with herself. Um, so maybe it was sort of a timing thing. Um, it sounds like she's still actively traveling and doing fun things now, though, 
So if there were any negative connotations around that part of herself, it didn't completely stop her from doing spontaneous things. Another thing Kate mentioned was not getting caught up in other people's opinions. So what I'm trying in my own life right now is to let people have their judgments, or rather allow myself to believe people have judgments about me, and then to let myself not put that in the forefront of my mind. That kind of focusing on negativity doesn't really allow for the kind of attitude or productivity that I need to get the stuff done that I want to get done. Um, of course, I still get caught up sometimes in perceived judgments, um, particularly with acquaintances or people I care about but don't really know very well. I just try not to dwell. I found it interesting how Kate said acting fulfilled her need to be adored, but she can find that in other ways. I like how she didn't just pretend that that wasn't a need. Um, that kind of ownership of needs felt very empowering. And lastly, I found it funny how Kate said she thinks through her fingers and is better at writing than debating. I'm exactly the same way. I'm more of a writer than an on-the-spot thinker. I'm literally reading from a script that I wrote right now. So perhaps with more experience, I will try to get away from the script just to challenge myself a bit. But gotta start somewhere, right? Thanks for listening to the Why Is Not Withered podcast. If you found this episode particularly interesting or inspiring, please share, rate, and subscribe. Check out wisenotwithered.com for interview transcriptions and more. Join the Wise Not Withered movement by sharing your own story or by interviewing a wise woman in your life and sharing through your favorite social media platform. Use the hashtag wisenotwithered. Thanks again.